right. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, I know uh, we've had a while since it's been just Owen and I for an episode, and no surprise guests. But here we are. So, um, Owen, what have you been doing for the last uh, couple uh, couple weeks here on Hobbywise? Oh, a lot actually. I finished uh, painting a starter force for a game called Alchemy. I'll be demoing at Captain Con, so I'm really excited about that. It's another bespoke French skirmish war game. I, I, I seem to like those a lot, so I'll be uh, be demoing that. There's some overlap with the game we're going to talk about today, so I think, uh, I think if you like games like Eden, I think you'll like that. I also have been painting up what uh, people will call the intro tech, the a game of armor combat starter set for Battletech. I've had that box for a while. I've shown some friends how to play. I don't tend to play Inner Sphere mechs, but you know, from a demo perspective, it'd be nice to have those painted up. So I have uh, started, and I'm actually almost done painting up the uh, the eight mechs that come with that. So it's been a productive time trying to make sure I get as much done as I can in the next month or so, because when I get married and the week before and definitely the week after, I'm not going to be hobbying pretty much at all. And it's scary to say this, but Captain Con is right around the corner. So just trying to make sure that I've got everything I want to take with me there set to go before we take off. But how about you, Chris? What have you been up to? Uh, quite a bit. I mean, the last time we were recording, it was right before Nova. So uh, while I was at Nova, I uh, picked up some Steel Rift, which is that uh, Ash Barker and Death Ray Designs collaboration game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got those painted up in base. They're actually, uh, the UV resin is sitting in front of the window right now and curing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, that, so that's 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 been, uh, that's been fun. Um, I also... Finally had a chance. I know I'm like way late on the ba- the bandwagon for this to play the new Necromunda while I was at uh, Nova, and I did have a lot of fun playing that um, while simultaneously realizing that as cool as the models look, uh, Palanites are not quite what I want to be rocking. <laughs> um, and uh, just uh, it, it makes some some of like the list uh, restrictions and the gameplay restrictions and what you can do, what you can't do, kind of um, lock in in certain ways. Which you know, for a game that you want to really make your own and uh, you know be like customize and do fun stuff with, that makes it a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. So I uh, actually just picked up some Van Sar models uh, two days ago. And I just finished assembling my first eight, and they're currently sitting, and the primer's drying on them. So I'm going to be working on that. Um, right now, I do, um, I'm kind of entertaining a plan where I'm hoping to get up to uh, play some games with Ash Barker. Um, so I'm hoping to get up into Canada. Um, so along with that, you know, obviously, I'm trying to speed paint up some of this stuff. So when I get up there, I have... The painted models that I want to play with, and I'm not just grabbing stuff just because it's painted. What uh, what game are you intending to play with Ash? So <laughs> it's kind of up in the air right now. Uh, where it's a shorter time period um, because I'm not going to be able to spend as much time up there as I initially wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I do believe we're going to try to do a mini campaign of Necromunda uh, using the new Cinderac rules, uh, which will have just released by the time I get up there. Yep. And then uh, we were looking to do some uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol and then either Steel Rift or do a how to play for the new Mark II Judgment rules. Oh, cool. Part of that depends on whether or not we can 
get the Mark II Judgment models and mats and everything else <laughs> in hand and paint it up in time to make that happen. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of things coming up, um, but what's been impacting my time and my productivity a little bit is I actually do have a new job. So I've been, uh, or I'm going to be switching over to a new job, I should say. So between uh, tying up all my loose ends at my current job and uh, the fun onboarding stuff that you need to do for a new job, you know, the the same time period that I should be prepping to do this uh, trip, I'm also doing a ton of other things. So there's just like a lot, a lot of things that unfortunately are detracting a little bit from uh, hobby time. Yeah, these uh, these things happened. On that note, I should note that this is the first time in a while where it's just Chris and I. I think part of that is Chris and I are both incredibly busy, so we were hoping to do something that we could uh, do a little bit more relaxed and also it would be a little bit easier for me to mix up. So here we are, just the two of us, talking about something we've been meaning to talk about for some time. So let's uh, let's get into that. So in our Second episode ever, we talked about a game called Eden that Chris and I both really enjoy. Chris was still a bit new to the game at the time, and I will say, having gone back and listened to that episode, oh man, did we not know what we were doing from a podcasting perspective? <laughs> so, wanted to come back to Eden. It's a game that Chris and I still both really enjoy, and just talk a little bit more about it. So... Chris, we'll start off with you. You had just, just dipped your toe into Eden when we actually recorded that episode. You had a chance to play a few more games since then. Uh, what would you add on to what we talked about last time that you think, uh, as someone who's played a bit more, would be useful to people that are less familiar with the game Eden? Yeah, I think at the time of the last episode that we went through, I had just gotten my first couple models and played one to two learning games with my wife and um neither one of us really knew what we were doing it was a matter of like learning the rules um and then also you know she started out with the uh, the green order for matriarchy and um they have so many like little extra bits and pieces and things like that that i think um you know the the force that i had taken seemed very very one-sided with isc um and there was like a little bit of questions on like well balance wise i don't really know if this was like super well balanced and then going back and actually now uh eden's been the almost like the game i've played the most uh since that episode both uh new games and dead games uh surprisingly Mm -hmm. it's uh i think i've actually played it almost every single convention except for adepticon um since convention started opening up again and uh, getting to actually play against a number of different forces, because there's a lot of representation out there. Um, it's not uh, some dead some dead games do get into that. Like you know, you find out what the number one army is, and that's that's what you see. Um, and that hasn't really happened with Eden. Everything I think every single time I've gone out to play, every single person putting something on the table is playing something different which is really exciting forces are balanced really well and they also don't feel the same you know there's not a lot of okay like a grunt is a grunt no matter what the faction like there is some major flavor between you know this is how isc works and how they function compared to you know this is the way dante's angels work and function and exist and you know, same thing with like matriarchy and even the different orders of matriarchy play very differently. Yeah. So it's been really interesting to see the amount of different factions that exist, even in a much smaller community. 
as well as how eager people have been to play um because frequently that's come up almost every convention that we say like hey we're going to this convention what games do people want to play eden is almost like the number one thing even when it's a much smaller convention like ArmorCon. Mm -hmm. i think the other thing that i got since the last time was the full rulebook uh which has all of the storyline <laughs> and the storyline for eden is possibly one of my favorite universes it's done really well even though it's done in a single book um which is really interesting like each faction is very well fluffed out where they definitely have a lot of character that also plays into the fluff of the game um which is really cool like the models definitely represent the like the flavor and what the fluff is saying it's not you know uh to use a, a war machine example it's not it's not the kador problem for those unaware you know kador was supposed to be like the big armor faction so i got into it i'm like oh it's gonna be great there's gonna be warjacks and armor and it's gonna be amazing and then i you know i started playing in mark ii and everybody's like yeah nobody takes any jacks beyond what you need to in Kador. Everybody plays high defense, lightly armored infantry. That's how Kador plays. And it's like, yep. uh... and I think uh, part of that too plays into the the mission cards and the tactic cards that go with each faction. Um, you know, the missions for each faction being tailored to fluff wise what that faction would be doing makes it really really feel uh cinematic on the battlefield but it's not done to a point where it really sacrifices balance so the more i've played it i'd say the game is just like very very well engineered beyond what i you know i initially my initial thoughts were like this is cool <laughs> you know <laughs> like this is cool this seems neat i like two by twos you know i like d6s uh, you know i like samurai robots like yeah yeah cool game you know there there's definitely a lot more going into it um i think it has a smaller skirmish dark age feel and for dark age being one of my favorite games of all time you know it's it's a, it's a lot of fun so uh, the, yeah a lot to touch on there just for people at home when you say you have the eden book do you have the eden core rule book or do you have the eden evolution book yeah that's a good question it's on the shelf oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll i'll make it easy for you did they cover the background of dante's angels or not i don't remember i know i got the it's the big hardcover book D that does not narrow down unfortunately yeah, I don't. I don't remember. So Dante's Angels was not like something I was super looking into. I was. I was looking okay. into a lot of the other stuff. So like, I wasn't. You know, and this is where we get the hate mail. But like, even though I own Dante's Angels, um, that was more of an accident that I got them than anything else. There were so many factions that you know really applied to uh, appealed to me, like flavor wise, model wise. Um, that uh, motorcycle gang uh, didn't quite hit that hit that uh, kind of thing for me. Mm -hmm. But it's, 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 I do think that that's, you know, again, another thing that's, that's cool about the game is that the game really does have a lot of variety to appeal to a lot of people, um, you know, like, and that's, and that's cool too, you know, I, I know, I know the Jokers are really, really big in France and like, and, you know, uh, overseas, but yeah, that, you know, a bunch of clowns is definitely not, <laughs> I don't want to play Cirque du Soleil, the army. It's cool that, you know, there, there are options for everyone, you know, it's not just like, oh, do you like future dudes? Like, do you want the orange future dudes or do you want the blue future dudes? Like... 
So tell me more about your Space Marines. No, um, I'll, I'll, I was going to save this towards the end, but I'll just ask it now because I think it's a good point to ask. So we talk about and play a lot of older games, and I know in a few games we've definitely gotten to the point where they stop receiving support, and it's like, man, I really wanted to see XYZ. In Eden, do you feel that the game is missing anything, or do you think the game is fairly complete as it is? Um... So I think there's like a couple parts of that, you know, I do think one part that makes it a little bit difficult is uh, very similar to Wrath of Kings and Dark Age, that some models were, especially some models that are uber popular, weren't produced in great numbers. Yes. It would have been nice, you know, to see um, some more things kind of pop up, you know, at least have more in the market, not necessarily the point where people are selling it for, you know, 10 cents a model or something like that, but at least where, you know, you're not trying to get into a bidding ward with 50 people over one model. I think that's definitely something that started happening during the pandemic too, that um has been a little crazy to me is that like how much like games have appreciated in value for out of production games, um, especially for the harder to find stuff, the stuff that is, you know, like where you're looking at, like some Wrath of Kings models will sell for like $150 for a box. That's wild. Yeah, that there's AT43 stuff where it's selling at, for, at, you know, not, and sometimes not even selling, but sometimes people are just like seeing, oh, this other dead game sold for X. Like, I wonder if I could sell this box of AT43 that I pulled out of the mini market, like uh, <laughs> discount bin for $3. I wonder if I could sell it for 120 bucks. <laughs> you know and it's getting into that very like weird kind of thing so like yeah it, w- it would have been nice uh with eden if there if there was a little bit more on the market but obviously the game wasn't doing particularly well so that's this is a thing that happens sometimes it's a issue with dead games in, in general it's a comp we've gone over before <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's tricky yeah i mean i think i think in general from what i've seen and what i've played you know there's a lot of replayability to the game um I think it would have been nice to see some errata on a couple of forces that weren't necessarily meant to be balanced, but because there was never an errata in place, it now leaves TOs up to like how they're going to handle it. Um, specifically, like the lab forces. Well, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll clarify. The, the, there was one box put out during one of their crowdfunding campaigns called Lab Thirty Two. So that is something that was not intended to be uh, used in tournament play, but that wasn't necessarily communicated the best. And I know Chris has a friend in our area that is uh, very keen on that. So it's been, you know, I I think for just getting people to show up and play, I don't have any qualms playing against it. If you're going to do a quote unquote tournament, I can see some concerns there. Right. So it would have been nice to eventually like, you know, I'm sure if the game had continued, there would have been something in an organized play kind of thing of like, okay, well, Yes, you can take them, but here are the restrictions. Yeah. You know, or like, yes, you can take that, you know, like, or yes, you can take them. Here are the updated stats, you know, or just a flat out like, no, this is for fun with your friends. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, and you know, because that's that's something that, you know, it, it leads to, uh, you know, communication basically at the beginning of any type of event. Like, here's what's going on. But also, you know, you do have some players who are oh man, like, I absolutely love this. It's tough to parse out. It's like, all right, well, do you love this because you actually, you really love the faction and the models and what have you? Or is it that you love it because it is double the strength of another? <laughs> like, because yeah. looking at, like, it's like, oh, I'm going to take three dudes with ISC and you're going to take these three dudes with lab. But those three dudes with lab, each one of them is 
much better than anything I can take in ISC. <laughs> like, just, just, and not even just like a, oh, well, they do different things. It's just like, no, straight across the board, better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, like, I think that would have been neat. And I think really the only other thing that I can think of that, like, might be nice to really kind of polish off the rest of the game is, like, I would have really liked to see a little bit more in kind of terrain rules. That for Eden, like, terrain is a little bit lighter than I like to see with, like, a lot of skirmish games. You know, I, I like to put a lot of terrain on the table and uh, really kind of play it out, but I feel like it's 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 a little bit too easy. Or not too easy, it's... it's a, yeah. Okay, maybe that's the right word. Uh, it's it's a little too easy to accidentally um, very much skew the game before it even starts, just based on the the amount of terrain that's on the board or the type of terrain that's on the board. Uh, so, I mean, it's tough in Eden because the scenario system where you, you each have your own mission you're bringing to the table, a mm -hmm. lot of those require you to place terrain on the table. So I, I do think it's a, it's a balancing act. Um, it's definitely not the... Typical American war game where if you go to a convention or an event, you can just set up a table or have somebody else set up your table and then play, you know, roll a D6. Okay, we're playing mission two, go. Um, so I, I I do think it's different. Um, I, I'll use that as a springboard to talk about some of the other options that are available for Eden if you're someone who has gotten into the game. So let's say hypothetically your name is Shay and you listen to our podcast and you, you got into the game based upon episode two. And now you're wondering, hey, I, I have a couple forces. I've played a few games. What else is there to do in the Eden universe? Well, one of the things to do is pick up an expansion called Burnout, which gives you a number of scenarios uh, that actually in many cases come with their own terrain pack. I'll be bringing some of these to Captain Con 2023 if people want to see what these look like. Um, they, in the burnout box, actually had some very nice particle board, um, you know, pre-painted, pre-set up terrain. For some people, that's their thing. I actually quite like this rendition of it. Other people much prefer, you know, printing or building their own terrain to each their own, but you do have some options there. Um, there also were a number of terrain packs that came with their own missions to use with the terrain. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but before we go on to something else, let's also talk about what else is in the burnout box. So you had the ability to run a campaign with your forces as a group. You had upgrades for your character so you could get better over the course of a campaign. If somebody dies, you bring in someone fresh with that upgrades. Keep on going. I like that it encouraged larger games, too. They talk in their Kickstarter video about uh, bringing, like, a 250-point game. Typically, in Eden, you're bringing 100 points, so I thought it was interesting that they messed around a little bit with that. I think it was a great way for playgroups to have um, some structured creativity after the game to see what they liked and didn't like, and then could use that as a springboard for their own own ideas. Uh, the game That expansion came out in 2017, also in 2017 was the second edition of the Escape board game, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, checking here now. We're gonna we're gonna say that I have that that right, and if not, uh, you can yell at me later. Um, around the same around that time frame, uh, the second edition of Escape came out. Escape was a board game originally released by Taban in 2013, also funded uh, via crowdfunding. Um, it's Eden as a dungeon crawler board game, so think something like Zombicide. 
Um, you play the one for, one side is the resistance, one side is the ISC, and you're trying to quite literally escape one of their labs. Um, lots of cool models came out in that. If you've been on Noble Knight, you've probably seen a bazillion plastic options for Eden at a fairly low cost. Oftentimes, those are resistance and or ISC models. That all came from the escape games. Uh, I have not played the game. I'm hoping to play the game. I'll actually bring a painted version of this with me to Captain Con if anyone wants to give it a go. It's similar to Eden in some ways. It's an action point system, but it's different. Obviously, you're moving on a grid. The statistics are handled differently. Reactions are handled a bit differently. You build your your uh, forces a bit differently, and obviously being locked into two factions is a bit unique. So it's uh, another way to enjoy the universe, but I would say it doesn't necessarily scale one-to-one if you know the Eden but just something else to happen in the universe and last but not least i don't want to talk about was the role-playing game that happy games factory put out called stigmata um released around the same time as burnout and escape this is a in-the-box role-playing game it is definitely of the we have a war game let's try to make an rpg for it genre of games they went with their own rpg engine it's d10 based you have uh, different colors of d10 uh, some with more successes and uh, less failures than others. The color you use is based upon your character's health stat. It is definitely a game that is marketed at people that already know Eden. It is not, in my opinion, something that is really a um, terribly well-flushed-out, in-and-of-itself product. Specifically, you only can play as, uh, I think, five factions from the go, so definitely cutting down on, on the availability. I did like that the NPC rules actually use the Eden cards. Uh, th- that's how you stat out NPC, which I thought was a, a really clever way of uh, getting that in. And it put a little more emphasis on the stigma system that we talked about in the first episode. So for those that don't remember, in addition to having a faction, characters will have it. You can think of it almost like an RPG alignment, whether that's change, protection, destruction, blah, blah, blah. That It was also a way you could build a force uniquely in Eden. So rather than playing a force of all ISC, you could play a force of all change, all protection, etc. Later in the life of the game, they did release some models, the uh, the avatars of the respective stigma that could only be played as a uh, all-stigma force. So I thought it was interesting to put a little filigree on there. This seems to be intended to kind of follow in the footsteps of that. There was only one release for it, though. One of the upshots, we did get some scenario packs with it, which I, I quite enjoy. They had some terrain in them. That that part was fun, but as an RPG product, unless you're an Eden diehard fan, um, I say this as someone who's not a big RPG-er, so you know, please chime in if you think I'm wrong and this is the best thing since Dungeons & Dragons. But to me, this is much more like a you know War Machine IK RPG. Great if you know War Machine. If you don't, okay, maybe this is not going to be your go-to. Just some, some uh, for awareness, some things that uh, if you're an Eden fan, you might want to check out and uh, see if you can find an eBay. What's nice is all of these tend to be fairly uh, fairly easy to find and fairly low cost relative to some of the current Eden models. Uh, Chris mentioned there definitely has been a uh, appreciation of some of the harder to find models on the market. Sometimes eBay or Facebook stuff will go for $40, $50 for a single fig. You know, burnout, you're usually looking around $40. Um, Stigmata. I think there's one up on Noble Knight right now. I haven't checked in a day, but there was recently. And uh, Escape, you can usually get for a fairly reasonable cost, particularly for a uh, you know miniature-heavy board game. So just some options there. Uh, I have been talking for a tremendous amount of time. Chris, anything you want to add? <laughs> no, I, not, to, not to the things that you were saying. Um, 
actually uh I, I a lot of the models i do have are from um those games because when i got in they hadn't really appreciated as much yet so um i personally like the more plastic models sometimes especially for travel because of uh using magnetized bases some eden models especially some of the gigantic isc robots are very heavy so yeah having having them available in plastic uh, means it's a little bit easier for me to transport uh, yeah it's it, stuff comes up all the time uh, i do think that uh noble knight's a good idea you know there are some trade groups as well and uh there's obviously uh our discord for people to uh, check out some of uh you know when people find stashes located around the country uh or even other countries frequently they get posted up in our discord so <laughs> that's always a uh, helpful resource or you know wallet risk depending on how you look at it <laughs> um other resources and i'll, I'll link these in the show notes boyne games uh, one of the fans of Eden actually has his own uh, card database. I'll link to that. So if people are looking for the cards for all the models in Eden, you can find them there, including the mission cards, which is a, a nice little resource to have. I, the, the last thing I'd say about the game, I think one of the things we didn't talk about the first time through, one of the, I really enjoy having the ability to paint a tight kind of focused force in, in small numbers. Uh, I know I'm not the only person who does this. I know a lot of folks really enjoy painting up uh, either the Warcry bands or the Warhammer Underworld bands. You, you get a few models, kind of get uh, get that flavor out of your system and move on to the next thing. Eden very much scratches that itch for me. It's been great being able to paint three, four, five guys, you know, get those done to a standard that I'm happy in, and then move on to a different theme. So both from a hobby perspective and a game perspective, uh, perspective. I, I think this is probably one of my favorite games. I, I have a hard time ranking Dark Age, but it's something that I enjoy. I think it's something that Chris enjoys. I think we're probably going to continue to try to get games of this or promote it at the conventions we go to. I don't know how much we're going to try to talk about it again on the podcast. We, we could go through different tactics for different factions, but that gets a, a bit rote and a little bit more niche than we're usually trying to go, but it, it is definitely one of our favorite games. And it's uh, something I think we, we both thought warranted talking about just a little bit more. I, I do think that's a, that's an important mention is bringing it to conventions and stuff like that. Like the the nice thing is is that uh, a lot of these forces only being like three to you know six models means that it's very easy for us to bring out multiple factions when we do actually come out to a convention. So typically, you know, people who haven't played or haven't even heard of the game um can easily kind of leap in it's a pretty easy game to learn the basics to as well um you know there's not like a lot of crazy 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 rules interactions so you know even at uh captain con last year uh there were you know definitely uh a brand new player who just like stopped and it's like yeah i'll give this a shot like you know i'll I'll check this out just because I had extra models with me that they could use. Nice. So I, I think that's something good too. So, you know, again, people who are listening, you know, sometimes we do post up in our Discord, like, hey, we're going to this convention. You know, what do you guys want to play? If if you, you know, want to give this game a go and, you know, Owen and I are going somewhere, just, you know, post it up in that, um, post it up in that thread and uh, we can make sure to uh, bring out something for you to uh, try and play us with. Yeah, on, on that note, uh, speaking of, I think Daria is going to be coming up from the D.C. area, and uh, she mentioned she wanted to play some Eden. I'm happy to bring a force for her. And between Chris and I, I think we'll have a, a couple different options, but where that will be happening is Captain Con 2023 and Scenic Warwick, Rhode Island. Dark Age is being run by Mr. Dan Start. I'll be running an Eden event. I'll also be doing demos of Alchemy. 
if there's anything else people want to play, give us a holler. You know, this is driving distance for both Chris and I, so we can fit a lot more than we normally could if we were just sneaking something under the uh, the backseat of uh, the guy in front of us on a plane. You know, we are planning to try to do some more structured sponsored events. We've been talking with uh, Brian and Walter from the last episode about trying to, you know, let them or other people, anyone worldwide, use our name to uh, to run a, a dead war game event. If it helps get the word out, we are more than happy to uh, to chip in with our, our quote unquote branding. If it gets people's attention and gets people playing these older games, I think Chris and I are very happy about that. One other thing, not event related, that I mentioned because we've been getting some questions on this is uh archiving or providing a library of older game materials i'm looking into this this is something that i think would be nice in terms of preserving some of these older games but there's some legal concerns and issues that i want to fully think through and make sure that we are on firm footing before i just start throwing out pdfs i don't want to uh you know accidentally pirate anyone's intellectual property if that's inappropriate so we are TBD on that, but it is something we are trying to. Uh, we should have some more information on that in the year to come. Yeah, legal stuff is important stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> like not 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 getting sued for something we do for free. Oh, yeah, an important yeah. thing. Definitely excited about a lot of the sponsored events and things of that nature. Um, hopefully, you know, having a common place to find games and participate in events is going to be something that will help some of these games grow. Fingers crossed. So with that being said, um, like always, you know, uh, we've talked about it a few times today, but definitely check out the Discord. Our Discord, you know, it always has awesome people in it <laughs> there's uh you know and we still see new people pop in and they'll post a question they're typically getting you know helpful responses um in a very short period of time i think you know again with a dead game the community is going to be even more friendly just because they want new people you know getting new blood in a dead game can be very difficult getting new opponents can be difficult so you know uh discord is a great place uh to encounter our uh friend our friendly community in addition to the Discord, uh, Owen has a Substack going um, where he puts out a little uh, print newsletter, pamphlet, booklet, you know. The print? Propaganda. What, what is this, 1975? <laughs> uh, words. Words you can read on the toilet. <laughs> uh, Owen puts words you can read on the toilet and be entertained. Um, in all seriousness, it, it, it is uh, interesting information. It's sometimes interesting information that is not something that we necessarily cover um, on the podcast. Um, so it's always a good idea to check it out if you you know want more information or to be you know more of a hipster. This is the way to do it. But on that note, this was our Eden episode. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's our it's our second it's our, it's our second Eden episode. We've been going so long that we're getting into reruns. So. Sorry, folks. We are uh, we're, we're we're at that point. You know, next thing you know, we're going to be doing a musical. So just wait till we hit the clip show. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy! Well, I'm Owen. And I'm Chris. Catch you in the next one. Bye. Intro music is Axe to Mouth by Pulp 45, which is Owen's old band. Outro music is Control My Fate by Adorexia, which is Chris's old band. All songs used with permission. If you like what you hear, please like or subscribe. Thanks.